Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Attention terrorists, hold on. Here's Tara's Daily Rant. Joining me now, Greenville attorney Rob Inario. Can you bring him up, Tim? Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Okay, wow. The It seems like the whole country is glued to this Murdoch thing. Even people who don't even normally follow the news. Tell us about yesterday. Um, yesterday was an interesting back and forth and a battle of experts. Um, the medical examiner was recalled to contradict the defense's medical examiner. Um, big part that came out of that was the state's medical examiner had the body. The defense's medical examiner had the records. So she'll have a little bit of a stronger edge with that but in any case when we're looking at a battle of the experts a jury is going to hear two completely different opinions they're going to have to decide who they believe is more credible who did a more thorough job so i'll give a slight edge to dr reimer in that one uh, another big development is that the jury is going to moselle this morning you there Hey, sorry about that technical difficulty. Um, so what can people um, expect today, Rob? Um, today, the jury's going to be going to Moselle. They'll be looking at the scene of the crime, so to speak. And I think that's very significant, although it's rare for juries to visit the scene of a crime. The sheer magnitude of the place and some of the arguments being made that if Alex was asleep, he should have heard the gunshots. I think the jury's going to benefit from seeing the distances that are involved between where Maggie's phone may have been found, where the kennels were, where the house was. Um, the attorneys are not allowed to be interacting with the jury, but they are certainly going to be paying attention to the jury and looking to see what the jury's focusing in on. Uh, and then I believe after lunch, we're going to get into closing arguments, and that's going to be the most interesting part of the trial. That's where all the bits of evidence that have been brought out get strung together. And it may be overwhelming to try to figure out all of the things that came through, but I think that both sides are going to pick the bits that are relevant to them and weave the better tale for the jury to decide from. And then the jury will go into deliberations, and we might get a quick verdict, but it could take several days as well, even weeks. Going to be interesting, like I said, to see how long it takes this jury to decide. That is so watched because it's often an indicator of 
how convinced or not convinced they are that the guy did or did not do it. Correct. Usually a quick verdict um, means guilty. Not always. I've gotten quick verdicts before for not guilty. But I think the jury's going to have a lot to digest with this. And some members of that jury may have points that they're not willing to budge on. I want to say more likely than not, we're going to see a hung jury. Um, but I think if we don't get a hung jury, it'd be guilty. And I think not guilty is the furthest of least likely of the options. Huh. Okay. Uh, let's that's, you know, that's absolutely fascinating. Cause that was my next question to you. So you think the most likely is, is a, a hung jury. I can see that too. I can see one holdout who, I mean, if, it, if I was going to hold out on something, it would have to be the blood spatter testimony from, for me. Um, and, and how that sort of is part of that two-shooter theory. Because it is interesting that if Alex did it, and you're seeing the spatter of both bone, because his head, I mean, it, his head exploded. I mean, it was blown, blown off. That bone, it spatters. That bone and the pellets that, that Paul was hit with, they left indentations, you know, in the area in, in wood, why weren't they on Alex? That, for me, when I heard that, was the most compelling thing. I have that question. There may be a great answer for it, but nobody's presented one so far. I, I thought, for me, that was the biggest piece of doubt there to go, wow, maybe. So, Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of debate between the experts as to um, whether it was a close contact wound, meaning the shotgun was up to Paul's head, or whether it was three or four feet away. And I don't think that that really matters in regards to Alex's guilt or innocence, but the details of it, such as Alex would have been covered in blood spatter or would have suffered from some pellets hitting him, I think that would be key. Um, and something that everybody seems to forget is that the two-shooter theory does not exclude Alex. I go through this sometimes with my DUI clients. They'll say that they crashed because they swerved to miss a deer. The state says they crashed because they were drunk. The two are not mutually exclusive. They could have crashed because they were drunk when they swerved to miss the deer. <laughs> yeah, I see what so you're saying. Perhaps there were two shooters. That doesn't mean that Alex wasn't one of them. Interesting. So they, and then the question becomes, and like I said, for me that just caused some doubt for me to go. Is there something going on here? I don't, I don't know. Um, going to be interesting to see what they do. What else do we need to look for today, Robin Aro, in the next couple of days? Um, I think that the state's biggest points that they have for them, they're going to be focusing in on the timeline. The timeline is just too perfect for it to have been anybody but Alex, and that's really the strongest thing that they have. The defense is going to be focusing on there was a shoddy investigation that evidence could have been lost. They focused in on Alex right away instead of going uh, and trying to look for anybody else that it could be. So it's going to be an uh, argument of too perfect of a timeline versus too shoddy of an investigation. Hmm. So, um, I, and I know earlier you, you put them in order. If you had to pick one, which do you think the jury comes back with? I'm going to say hung jury. Um, it's always tough to tell, though, but any, any good trial lawyer will get out all of the evidence that they need through the direct examination and the cross-examinations. 
And that's sort of like a cooking competition. Everybody's going to get the same ingredients. And at the end, it comes down to who makes the best pie with those ingredients. And Dick Harpootlian is a very, very good trial lawyer. And I think he's going to weave together all of those pieces to show that it could very well have been anybody else and that it couldn't have been Alex, or at least if it couldn't have been Alex, they certainly can't say beyond a reasonable doubt that it was Alex. And I think that Creighton's going to have to go with the timeline and the GPS data because those are the two strongest things that the state has going for them. So if there was a hung jury, Robin Ario, then what happens? They try him again? Um, tough to say. Uh, generally, yes, uh, a hung jury could result in another trial, but this has been a five-week trial. The state has spent massive amounts of money on this trial. Um, next time, everybody's going to be a little more prepared I think if it's a hung jury, I don't believe they're going to bring back the charges. I think they're just going to focus on the financial crimes and see to it that he spends life in prison, be it for financial crimes or murder, but the end result's going to be the same. So I don't think we'll see a retrial if we end up with a hung jury. Yeah, I was going to say I'd be surprised if they did that, too. They don't want to lose twice um, when they've, you know, they're going to have to spend a lot of money, as you said, just coming after him for all of these other crimes when all the while they are cutting plea deals on other cases um, because of the time and money they've spent on on this one. I mean, if every time you see a trial, it means because there's limited resources that a prosecutor is going to have to plea down uh, crimes. Some of them are serious sometimes um, in order mm-hmm. to free up the, you know, the, the, the funds to, to do it. I would be opposed to another trial if it's a hung jury. I mean, they're going to it's it's open and shut on the fraud. I mean, my gosh, his law partners fired him from the firm that his grandfather started uh, for the fraud. And I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help prosecutors get whatever they need to put this guy away. I think the fraud cases will be incredibly easy because Alex was questioned under oath on the stand and admitted to I don't know if he admitted to every single case, but he admitted to a significant number of them. Yeah. So I don't think there would be a trial on that. I think they would probably cut some sort of a plea deal that allows Alex to spend a few years in prison and you know get out when he's too old to do anything else. Are you by chance, Robin Ario, and I know you're so busy and you've got your own trial going on right now. Um, by the way, Rob is a attorney here in Greenville. So if you need a good attorney, you can call Rob. Um, but um, I've been watching the Netflix series on this and it is absolutely riveting. I thought I knew everything about it, but I, but I don't. Um, do you see some of the old investigations um, being pursued here? I mean, um, in, in one of them, and it was remarkable to listen to all of the calls that law enforcement agencies got local and state telling them to investigate Buster Murdoch for um, after the body of Stephen Smith was found in the middle of the road. I mean, it's just tape after tape after tape, tipster after tipster after tipster. And then we find out, Rob, shockingly, no one even questioned Buster. It's like these people are Clintons or something. Um, do, can you see just public opinion? Um, maybe that, per, that, I know they've reopened the case of the Stephen Smith you know, situation, the body. Can you see that being pursued now? Um, SLED is still sitting on a couple pieces of evidence that they not have announced, but when they went to Moselle the first time, they found something that made them reopen the investigation, and I don't know what that evidence is, but after the way this trial has gone, 
I don't think they're going to bring any charges in that unless they do have a clear smoking gun, because the last thing the state wants to do is take another Murdoch to trial on a circumstantial evidence case, lose, that bolsters the family reputation as being invincible, and it makes the state look incompetent. So I don't think we're going to see anything coming of Stephen Smith unless we get very, very hard, concrete evidence indicating that Buster or whoever the killer was was indeed the killer. Okay, yeah, because there's been a lot of swirl around Buster. I was almost wondering if that would be the next Murdoch trial that we would see. Uh, but you think no. Okay, Robin Ario, I know um, you got to get ready for your trial show. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning on 106.3 WORD. Terrorists want to hear the Terror Show weekday mornings on 106.3 WORD and the Odyssey app.